Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Go Blue with Stu. I am your host, Stuart Douglas. Today, we got athletic writers and podcasters, podcasters of The Beat. We got Brendan Quinn and Nick Baumgartner. How's it going, fellas? Good, Stu. Good, good. We're, we're both writers, podcasters, life partners. That's <laughs> us. In general. Here's brothers. <laughs> I, heard, I heard, I saw brothers in the comments section. Mm -hmm. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug, man. Brothers got a hug. Nick is but Nick Stu, gets so uncomfortable. Nick if Nick gets so uncomfortable if you try to hug him though, Wait, it's great. Yeah, Brendan. Me, <laughs> me and me and Nick go way back, and Brendan oh, just yeah. kind of weasel. He's like he's like the guy you meet, and you're automatically like, do I have I known this guy for ten years? For like, and like no, years I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like my life in general. Uh, being the right. youngest of six kids, you just show up last and take the credit for everything. It's great. <laughs> six six seems too many. Yeah, that's a lot, man. I don't know how your parents did it. I have uh, two, the, and I can barely stand at this point. If your last name is Quinn and you're from Philadelphia, <laughs> yeah, there's a good true. chance it's going to be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you're, you're, you could field a small basketball team out of your kitchen table. Yeah. What were the jeans like? Pretty, pretty short. Uh, no, not too bad. My older brother is a little bit taller than me. He's about six two, six three. I'm okay. six foot. Yeah. Okay. All right. Solid high school Top. squad. Not bad. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Not a lot of basketball yeah. talent though. That's not a lot of basketball talent. The runners, you're right. we're runners. Yes, runners, yes. Jeez, yeah. oh, no, thank you. <laughs> exactly, that's what I said. I was just informed. <laughs> I I have a lapse in uh, my scheduling, and you know, God willing that there's no more positive COVID tests. Who knows what's going to happen with this? But mm -hmm. Michigan State, Michigan play this weekend in basketball, and I wanted to start out because me and Nick go way back and Nick was there, but Brandon, mm -hmm. where were you when I hit the shot against Michigan state? <laughs> wow. I was, uh, what year was that? Eleven, uh, 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was in a bar in, uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. <laughs> I've you never, I've never heard that <laughs> sentence uttered in my entire life. <laughs> I think it's a Johnny cash lyric. <laughs> Sue, I think they need you out there uh, on Saturday afternoon. My God. Yeah, man. Things are, things are dire here. Uh, Goodness. I mean, me and my like 35% three point you shooting would be really needed. <laughs> Let's get you a new hip. You out there, you turn the season around, man. Oh, give me a new knee go. and I am brand new. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I I mean, you guys remember, it's like yeah. I literally hit like 23. It was it was August of right after graduating <laughs> college and immediately like done. I got a back. I got a fracture in my back. My my hips went out. out. It was like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, 22, well, that's it. That's a cutoff line. All those starts you had, Stu, you're like one of the top five start guys or whatever. All the minutes yeah. you like worry out with. Too many minutes, too much practice. You should have seen. <laughs> that's why senior year of practice, I didn't do anything. I was like, Trey, you take reps. You you need it. You're not good right. enough. <laughs> I'm going to give you all these mental reps. I'm just going to hang out. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Beeline was like, yeah, of course, because he's a freshman. Like, let him do it. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Earnest stripes. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that took about three days. <laughs> How often do you get asked about that shot still? It's been uh, – I don't get asked about it often, but, you know, on social media, when it comes around, I'm sure, it, you know, it comes up uh, annually. It's – my mom always reminds me of it too, so. And that's – I imagine um, – that's one of those shots. You know what a flashbulb memory is? Have you heard of that? No. Okay. A flashbulb memory Content. is one of those events that happens where every, where you remember exactly where you were and what you were doing, right? So yeah. when, when the planes hit the towers, when all these icon, you know, these insane moments, right? 
you're like your shot. That's one of those things where everyone goes to you and they don't ask you, I would guess they don't ask you about the shot, but instead they tell you what they were doing when you oh, hit the shot. Yeah. 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 No, hundred <laughs> percent. You're like, I could give a shit what you were yeah. doing. <laughs> <laughs> Really, I want to hear more from Michigan State fans. I haven't heard any Michigan State Ooh, fans. That's a good one. Because that that's, that's my yeah. favorite. Like, if, if I hit that shot at home, it would not have felt the same. That is very true. It's a very different atmosphere in general. Like, Stauskas would be able to commiserate, right? Like, he, oh, he mm-hmm. would remember. Yeah. I feel like Stauskas very memorizes, different. like, knows all of his memories. I, I've, I've <laughs> blocked out, like, everything. Like, yeah. People tell me what happened. I'm like, I don't know what, what happened then. But like that shot, it definitely uh, is one of my most vivid memories. Do you remember uh, you remember all of it then? Do you remember like the whole can you do is it a flashbulb moment for you? Like Brennan just described. <laughs> little, like, like, I remember, remember I remember it shooting like? it and then Draymond's massive torso just blocking my view. <laughs> right. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell? I remember I think I even like leaned to the left and I remember it going in, and then I was I'm, I, I get upset because every time I see the replay, like I had my tongue out, kind of like sticking my tongue out and after I hit the shot, but it cut to me right when I right when I didn't have my tongue out anymore. And I was like, <laughs> damn, that was that would have been my stylistic moment, been, but I did not. That would have been you would have been selling shirts. I mean, that you would have been selling T-shirts. hundred percent. Oh, like, nowadays. Oh, my God. You with your tongue out. Yeah, man. hundred percent. You'd still have a logo. <laughs> It'd be like Novak <laughs> with the blood. Remember when Zach had the blood logo for a while? Oh, they even, they made shirts. I think he even made money off that after he graduated. I bet he did. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he did. There were shirts all over the place on that for a while. Yeah. And I I, I would have to think, I I wasn't at the game. Nick, you were at that game? Uh, No, that was the year before I started covering. Okay. Uh, That that was your, Uh, what, junior year, Stu? I covered the next year. So I I would have. The next season. But I I remember all of it. I've heard, you know, read about it all and all that. Right. I, I would have to think that. The noise, because hitting that shot on the road is the best. Yeah. Because the noise is totally different. Because you hear that shot on the road, and it's like that collective, like, oh, and like the gasp, and the yeah. air leaves the build, and it's just like that stunned silence. And then, yes. but then the pocket of the bench, and like, yeah, the, it's your guys on the bench going. Crazy. It's just, I think, such a weird scene. Yeah. <laughs> one of the best things Michigan State does is they have their students behind both baskets. So, like, right. I even mm-hmm. like sort of mem- like remember like shoulders dipping like a couple inches you know like collectively <laughs> Jesus. like I, like yeah. all the rows just collectively like oh uh, like yeah. just decompressing i was like <laughs> it, it was that was like one of the cooler things that i remember you always hear that like that decompress that sigh and then you hear that faint like god damn right from all the time that's always a moment that's always yeah no for sure and you had a, you know all the the students, all the Michigan students, yeah. they put it like at the, the top. way top. Yep. But that's right. Yep. Yeah, that was good. All right, but the basketball part of this, obviously, Michigan's had their struggles. They're still figuring out who they are. Michigan State has been looking really good, very confident, very direct. Like, what do you guys see in in this game if it happens? Well, I mean, first of all, as so we're recording this what four o'clock on Thursday. Yeah. Um, as of the last thing I checked this morning before our day kind of got uh, spun off its axis a little bit. Um, the uh, the report from both sides was game on. As of this morning, Michigan went through its test and we're still on pace. I don't know if there's been more or whatever, um, but, you know, the 
the five day isolation period for previous positive tests for vaccinated individuals changes the dynamic on like, oh, you, you pop a positive, you're out for, you know, a week and a half or, or whatever it might've been. So I, the right now I'm operating under Michigan's playing, but I, not knowing who's actually available though. So like, that's kind of the moving target right now from what, cause the, the, basically the threshold for cancellation is, is seven players, one coach. Okay. Available. But I was told that one coach, even if you have guys who are in theory, redshirting, so Michigan does will cheddar and uh, Barnes, right? Though they count, they can count toward your number on the threshold, even if they're technically redshirting. So you could have five players. So you could technically have five players. And one yes. coach. And one coach. That'd be awesome. I mean, not so, awesome, but it'd be something. It'd it be would awesome. be something. Wouldn't be awesome. That's the wrong word. It'd be horrible. It'd, it'd be, be horrible, horrible but. Yeah. My God. You know, and, and, you know, in retrospect. I hope that fun. doesn't happen. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, Chris Kamen sleeping on the bench. Do you remember that image? No. Like the, it was like the oh, Lakers. Yes. Yes. The Lakers yes. had like six guys, and he's full spread out on the bench, <laughs> just prone and just like it's like the they're playing the mid game, and he's just <laughs> laying on the bench. Well, how many guys is Michigan going to have back, Brendan? Like, because I know there were. Wait, I, I mean, we don't. I don't, don't I know. know. I don't know. Because we had um, in such a weird spot here. Brendan Johns out. Of yeah. guys who are going to play, Brendan Johns and um, Frankie, right? It was Brandon Johns. It was Frankie. Um, we're missing one. And Terrence Williams was and out Terrence, for, Williams. For, for the Rutgers game. So Whoa. it was basically the starting lineup plus um, um, somebody help me out. Williams, you just said it. Somebody help. No, no. Kobe Buffkin. Oh, oh Buffkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is the protocols? Is it CDC or the Big Ten has their own and they just adjust it? I don't, even know. I, I don't know. Oh, anymore, it's man. like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I think they go by whatever the CDC recommends. And then like, they don't tell, I mean, it's like when they, if they make a change, we find out later. Usually yeah. Out and later. that's, that's, se- that's seven COVID. plus one threshold. <laughs> it's still the, te- it's still the team and the school's choice to play or not. Yeah. It, that's not like a, Oh, you have, you have fewer than seven and one games auto canceled. If the, if the team still wants to play, you can roll. Yeah. That. I, well, I, I think that would might be. But let's uh, let's operate under the assumption the game's going to play. Yeah, let's I think say, they're going. I think they're going to play. Let's say they're going to play. This yes. is a weird spot though for them for Michigan, right? Though because like to me, they still look like a team that's trying to find their like bottom here to try to dig themselves out of whatever they're going through, right? Yeah. Like, Stu, you tell me. We were talking before the show. Like when you guys when you hit your shot against Michigan State, you guys were one and six in the Big Ten, right? hmm. or zero and six, one and six, something like that. Something like that. And, like. You know, you you go through those stretches, and that wasn't a bad team. That was a good team that just had to find its like bottom. That's what this Michigan team right now feels like, right? But like, yeah, they don't have all their guys. No. I don't know how the hell they're supposed to. Find. No, like, it's hard to find that. You know what I mean? Like, it's a weird spot. It seemed. I would say maybe one difference between our teams is that we knew exactly what we needed to do. We were just yeah. mature, and we wanted to point fingers, and we were just being selfish. And this team doesn't seem selfish. It's more of like point maybe like you know just a lack of confidence and a lack of direction or you know simply caleb hitting some threes in a, you know in a game or two like there's just like little things i do think they do need their full team um that that that's a huge 
part of their success. But I would say overall, it's like them finding themselves and they're still doing it. Like Hunter, what took 16 shots against Rutgers and was more dominant. And you could see like stretches where he was calling for the ball more than I saw previous games. And like, I think they keep need to keep doing that. Like it's, it's amazing to me that they can't get, you know, I saw a stat yesterday. I was watching the Nuggets game. And then in the first half, it was like when Jokic is double teamed, the Nuggets are five for eight. And it was like, why can't, why can't Michigan do that? Like just feed him the ball. Like just feed him the ball over and over and over again. Forces. He's a good enough passer. So I expect they'll keep doing that as time wears on because I think Hunter's going to start getting a little more upset that he's not getting <laughs> there 16 shots. He'll start calling the ball uh, for the ball more and, you know, getting some of that passion back that he had last year. But, I mean, it's just still like I, – I feel like maybe, Brennan, you can attest to this or you can speak to this. Like, you you're, you know what Michigan State's going to look like going into Saturday, but you're not really sure what Michigan's going to look like. I know – yeah, you know exactly what Michigan State's going to look like. They're going to be – dialed in they're going to defend the hell out of the ball they're at elite defense like top five or top 10 in the country um everyone knows their role they can shoot from multiple spots um yeah you know our, our turnover is gonna kill them who knows but you know that's kind of been their 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 black hole so far and if you need to find something that you can kind of piss away a game with it's definitely the turnovers but like to your point on michigan there and 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 dickinson like first of all we can sit here and pick apart the offense like as much as we want. The defense is still the bigger issue, which yeah. is like its own thing. And the fact that like the offense is kind of as flawed as it is and the defense is worse is pretty confounding and speaks to like why they are where they are. But to your point, like the notion of just getting uh, hunting the ball and him getting up shots. Well, shit. In, in their three big 10 games this year, they're shooting 32% on threes. They're in their losses this year. It's one for 14, three yeah. for 15, three for 15, one for four. Like they are not a good shooting team. And if you're going to talk about being able to load up on your big, well, if you don't need to be defended at the three point line, it's going to make it life that much harder on, on Dickinson to get the look. You can double him. You can dig on him. You can send a second guy. You can help all day, you know, and make his life miserable. Like how many just, clean one-on-one deep post touches does he even get anymore no they're pretty few and far between seen yeah and even those like it's oftentimes you know he's still getting the ball 12 feet away from the basket and has to kind of do something more than just turn to his shoulder and put up a shot like those looks are not coming and you know last year they had four guys shooting over 40 percent on threes on the court at any given time it's crazy this year they have maybe one and that's Devontae Jones, and he's made 11 threes all year. Yeah. So it's like every problem can it com- compounds, and it just leads to the next problem. Especially in Big Ten basketball where it's like the court is so damn small, and mm-hmm. that is the whole strategy that all Big Ten teams um, try to abide by. It's like shrink the court, defend the three, but like we are going to be there helping, and it is not going to be easy. And then when – yeah, you can – which it's funny because even, like, it doesn't even seem like Michigan's getting a lot of – well, let's say Caleb is still not getting, like, a bunch of open threes, but it's still not, like, great looks, which is a little mm-hmm. confusing. But it is that, – that is what teams are giving up. What do you think Michigan State – how do, they, do you think they're going to defend Hunter? Uh, I would think straight up with Bingham. I mean, he is 
playing really good defense right now. And he's, he's not, uh, hasn't been too foul prone. Um, his length, I, I think can bother Dickinson one-on-one. I don't think you need to do anything. I think you can pretty much lock up, um, you know, sh- straight across the board, five on five. Um, you know, if he gets going early, sure, you can send help, but I don't know why you have to. You are know. they, Brandon, are, is Michigan like that far away from being like, because they're so athletic. There's, I mean, how far away from, are they from being competent defensively to put themselves in a the game then? Because I like, don't know, because so much so of the question, that... so much of the question is what are the right rotations to have out there? Like Diabate is a five uh-huh. and they're continuing to play him as a four because right. he's super talented and you want to get him on the court. But just if you like they get have him on the court, then you have to play him with Dickinson. If you're playing those two together. But like Stu just said it, right? Like the court is in the Big Ten is always, you know, it's shrink the game. They have more length, <laughs> I, you know. Yeah, I don't know. it is. Uh, I mean, watching that Rutgers game, it was like Ron Harper Jr. came down, hit a three. There was a confusion on a handoff, hit another three. And then they came down and like, I think Buffkin just like lost him in semi-transition. And it's like, how is this guy even shooting, getting shots <laughs> off that aren't? Like you weren't in his shorts. hundred percent. It's confusing. Like just little stuff like that, which again is experience and time and they might not ever figure out this year. That's fine. But it it is fun to think about the amount of growth that they still have with these freshmen um, and just young guys in general, which is unfortunate for guys like Devante or, you know, if Hunter stays or leaves or what's going to go on with that. But, um, but I think you're right. Those first couple minutes of, Rutgers, I mean, I wrote about them in the, the piece that I wrote that night. Like, that was kind of alarming, man, because, like, you did kind of feel like, okay, I, I talked myself into thinking when they announced who was out for the game. Let me turn my hair off um, when, they, when they announced who was out for that game, I did kind of think, like, man, this would be a great spot for, like, all right, backs are against the wall, right? Yeah. It's us versus everybody. Oh, yeah. Like, we're, we're going to lock in all that shit, right? We're going to lock in. We're going to do this. And, and suddenly a different team was going to come out that was just ready to run through a wall. And instead, the first three minutes, I mean, they were just out to lunch on defense and just giving up open threes. Rutgers, who's a terrible hit shooting team, sees them go in. They start feeling great. The rack is going crazy. And now they start making contested shots on top of that. And then yeah. the game just goes off the rails and they never recovered. They never recovered from the first three minutes. And that was it. Oh. It seems like even... I mean, UCF was hitting like crazy shots. Like th- that one kid was just yes. hitting ridiculous shots. But it seems like these teams are coming in. They're like, okay, we're about to cherry pick off of Michigan. Like this is going to be, this is going to be a heyday. When you get a college kid, like you can break the psyche of a college kid pretty easy. And when yeah. you let him go, yeah. when you let him go, and you get confident in the first four minutes, it's like it gets harder to break. But you're like you want to break that psyche quick and fast. And mm-hmm. then remind him that he's broken. And so it's like, yeah, there's got to be some buckling down. But <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's called like coaching I, I, 101 right there, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like if you're guarding, like. You're right, though. Like if I'm guarding, I, mean, I would guard Diebler, right? And I wouldn't play any defense besides like just hug Diebler all game and smell his breath, basically. And it was like, and I had to sprint full court if he was on the opposite end and like I had to go and just get in him and make sure that he knew that I was there, whether or not, I mean, he could still shoot over me. He's six, six an amazing shooter, but like, you gotta be, you gotta be 
like that extra foot every single time. And it is so damn exhausting. It is still exhausting to think about, but it is that extra inch, that extra foot that you like don't realize until really maybe halfway through your freshman year or sophomore year, even sometimes even junior year, like that extra foot, like you have to focus on it or you're just going to forget about it. And then like Ron Baker or like Ron Harper is just shooting up open three. And that's a great point then, because it's like, it can't just be about, you can't just effort your way out of it. No, you can't. Length, right. that's, length is better than everyone's, right? This and that's is a great point to make. This is my problem with, especially, and you're going to hear it in this rivalry. Right. I mean, every rivalry game you hear it, like they got to care more. They got to want it more. And it's like, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. zero, zero to do with right. playing smart. Like, right. Okay. Yeah. If you're playing, like, right? yeah. <laughs> if like, you know, your high school football player is like, if like they play, you know, like some small town rivalry where like the football players play basketball and vice versa. Like, yeah, that could be effort where it's like 20 to 25. Like these are like elite, these are NBA guys. There's some NBA guys mm -hmm. in this game. It takes a lot more than effort to win. You have to play smart. You have to play, you have to almost play smarter than you play harder. You have to save right. your, your uh, energy control. at some points. Like it, it, it's way more complicated than just wanting it. And right. I, I, yeah, that, that, that part gets very frustrating for me. I don't know if you've experienced that in the basketball. I know you do on the football side, Nick, but I don't know if you experienced yeah. on the basketball side, Brendan. Uh, I was just reading a release about the company that I work for. Sorry. <laughs> I, got a little bit distracted. I have a question for you, Stu. Okay. Uh, so I I've been trying to marry the idea of, okay, you have a roster with 10 freshmen and sophomores on it. Yeah. And the, up the only upperclassmen, you've got a fifth year guy in Eli, an up transfer in Devontae Jones, and then two guys in Brandon Johns and, um, Adrian Nunez, who've been around but never had sustained, right, starting primary roles, blah, blah, blah. Um, how do you, do you think people got wrapped up in the talent or, like how, like, how plausible is it for a roster made up that way to compete at this level? It's, it's plausible. It's very plausible. It's, it's just as plausible that they're going to have the struggles. Like, right. To go off of, and this is what college sports does every year, where somehow people forget about roster turnover. And it's like the last year's team, and then you're going to be ranked, you know, in the top 15 coming in next year. And it's like, why? You have no idea what this team can do. You have zero, it's a waste zero of idea. Yeah. <laughs> and the, like, I'm not going to pat myself on the back as some Nostradamus, but, like, I knew there was going to be a struggle there. Like, if you're going to have Diabate and Houston, and you also have a new point guard, like there was enough struggle there last year, uh, you know, with guys looking at each other, like, are you going to shoot? Are you going to shoot? Like, are you going to dribble right now? And they had all the talent in the world to win an NCAA championship. So like, if you take, you know, some less, lesser established talent and do the same exact thing, then it's going to be a lot more heartache, a lot more confusion. This is going to be a lot tougher. So like, yeah, it's possible for them to compete for sure. But um, there's yeah. just a lot more to learn, like defensively, like it, it that point come back to that point where where livers and fronds are missed like where that experience was missed last year is like especially on the defensive end like knowing where to be and yeah. that 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 translates into so many other things offensively and like confidence team-wise and stuff like that like livers brought a lot more than people realized um you know i i they're like oh yeah livers is good and he does this this and like he's very good and i'm like i, I don't think you guys understand like how important how integral he is to like a winning team like to have Mm -hmm. a senior that can do all that at that size and play both ends. Like it, yeah, it, it, it it's unspoken really.
So I guess right. like fo football and basketball are different, right? Like, but like I, I can see the similar situation when you have these young teams that are like, if they don't have someone in front, like a veteran voice or something to guide them, it can get really messy because you can't, like Stu's saying, you cannot effort your way out of a quicksand. It makes it worse. Like that's why we call it quicksand. Like even if you fight yes. harder, you, mm -hmm. you sink faster. And like, that's what I'm starting. I'm Basketball is different than football. You can get out of it a little faster. But I do wonder, right? Like, that's what I see Michigan. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, can they get out of this one way or the yeah. other? It's going to take time, it feels like. I, I kind of feel time, like but, you know. Houston, the, the difference between Houston and Max Christie, I, was I, think, I think it underlines the difference of the two teams right now, where they're at. Max Christie and Caleb Houston, their numbers nearly identical. Max Christie is shooting 44% on twos, 35% on threes. Caleb Houston shooting 43% on twos, 41% on threes. It's the same. No, that, that's and, the the, and no, 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 total. And, and the volume is just about the same. The difference is that Michigan, right, is in this scenario of like needing to ride a Caleb Houston and needing him to score and make shots. And that if he's not, you know, yeah, people are freaking, people are freaking out and saying, man, this guy isn't who he was supposed to be and blah, blah, blah. And picking him apart. Right. Whereas Max Christie basically doing the same thing, mm -hmm. except the difference is he's with senior Gabe Brown, who was out there just playing as like a, basically a second team, all big 10 caliber guy right now. He's with senior Marcus Bingham, who is, playing the best ball of his career right now. He's with junior um, Malik Hall, who's playing great with junior Tyson Walker, who's, you know, had great moments and all that stuff. It all masks the freshman where at Michigan right now, anything the freshman does that's wrong, just yeah. gets, and people are hyperventilating over every shot that he, that he takes right at Michigan state. Just let him go. Doesn't anything he makes it's gravy. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. If every freshman point guard had a Stu Douglas uh, to back them up, I would have won player of the year. Would Trey won that year? Did he share his trophy with you, Stu? That <laughs> no, that was the next year, but uh, I still take responsibility for it. But but to that point, like, Trey was just a plug and play. Like, there was oh, nothing. For sure. that was we're good. like, we're not going to make Trey learn too much defensively. Like, there was times, there was one play I vividly remember. I mean, watched it over on film. <laughs> I think I did it once. I remember Novak, and there was rotations, and Novak physically pushes Trey to the ball to the corner. Like, you, that's yours. <laughs> like, you do it. But we didn't care. Like, nobody yep. cared. We didn't care. We knew that was going to happen, and he was just going to run the offense. Yeah. I'm like, right. you didn't, you don't, we didn't make Trey think, like, Trey, do the ball and go be Trey. And that was it. Mm -hmm. And then, like, yeah. okay, we'll cover up some things defensively. And so this team doesn't have that. Like, KLV doesn't have that. have that. He's, yeah. he's, he's pushed into, um, more of a Nick Stauskas role, you know, right when, now. when yeah. he was going off, like, okay, go do this. Um, so yeah, it, it it's just going to take so much time. I mean, there's just so much pressure being a five-star and like, mm -hmm. it, it, like there's so many things that weigh on his mind that like, we forget like that five-star, like that, like those expectations coming in. Oh yeah. Where, where he has to sit with that every day. And like, where you just get to watch him shoot a couple shots and you're like, well, not not today and then you go about your life like he's sitting with it and stewing stewing in it and it is not it's not fun and, yeah. and, and i would feel like the lottery projection is even 
a heavier weight than the, the five-star oh, rating. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he was yes. projected as like the eighth pick in the draft coming mm. into this year. And, you know, I check our guy, Sam Bassini updated his mock draft today. Caleb's down to like 28 or something. Yeah. You know, you don't think that gets to him? It all plays a factor. Yeah. That's, that's a lot, man. That's a lot. And, you know, yes, he is age wise. He's at a freshman, but he did skip a year of high school. Mm. Did he? Is it, yes. Is even so younger. He's, it's even, I mean, I was just talking to somebody the other day and I was like, wow, these six year guys, or even if like I was a fifth year guy, like if I was 23 or 24, <laughs> I was vastly different mentally at 23, 24 yeah, than yeah. I was at 22. Oh like God. every year is so important. I don't understand yeah. why these guys skip. I guess if you're that close, if you're Let's like, hey, I'm point. a lottery projection, I'm, I'm yeah. skipping high school. Like, okay, fine. Yeah, that makes right. sense. But still, yeah, right. you're, you're not you're not moving up to play college ball. You're moving up to get to the draft earlier. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. <laughs> no, that's. Yeah, but that's still not easy on those guys. I don't know. It's right. going to be interesting. Um, all right. That's enough basketball. Nick, I wanted, to, <laughs> Nick, I wanted to ask you before no. we get into some fun stuff at the end about the football team. And yeah. basically, I listened to your podcast um, for most of it about recapping kind of Michigan-Michigan State rivalry and stuff in the year and football. And you mentioned how it was one of the – you know, one of the best years to cover. Like, do you think it was it your was. most fun year to cover football-wise? It was. I think it was by far. And not just because, you know, they went to the playoff and one team won the Big Ten or whatever, but I got to see, you know, I covered both a little bit. So I did Michigan State and Michigan. So, uh, you know, and Brendan knows a little bit about this too. Like we followed it sort of as it kind of built up, you know, no one expected them to be good, including us. No one expected that to happen. And then, like, after a couple weeks, it was like, hey, man, like, I think they could maybe accidentally both be undefeated playing each other. I don't, I don't know. It's like stranger shit has happened. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, for me, I, I kind of thought after, like, week two or three that that was probably going to happen because I thought they were both, like, I was like, okay, they're way better and way further along in some areas than I thought they were going to be. And it was a really fun year to watch because you had guys on both sides. Like, still, you'll appreciate this. Like, at Michigan – you had like the startist, the center, who was a sixth year kid. He's like 24 years old. <laughs> you're saying it meant the world to him. And he was like, you know, so dedicated to it. And that fed off into other guys. And Michigan State had the same thing going with, like, you know, Kenneth Walker was infectious for them and everything else. It was good stories. Like, Brandon and I talk about that all the time. Like, all we root for is a good story. And it's, it was good stories all over the place. So it was, it was a lot of fun to, to watch you know, those journeys kind of unfold. The off season isn't fun, but for anyone wondering, but you know, this in season was pretty cool. <laughs> well, what did you go to the bowl game? Yeah, I was there. I went to the Orange Bowl. Yeah. So how was that? Uh, <laughs> it ended with a fun reaction. So I will say this, the atmosphere, I think it was like, I would say like 75% Michigan fans, 70, 30, maybe somewhere in there down there that spent the money to go. I think most people probably would tell you they enjoyed their trip. You know, they got to go and do the whole playoff thing and everything else. And then it was over after, after about four plays. Cause it yeah. was like, okay. Uh, not like so much uh, talent. So it was pretty obvious. It was weird because like the whole fourth quarter of the stadium was like empty because all the Michigan fans like, went home. So it was just like one corner of Georgia fans because all the Georgia fans were like, we've done this like five times. They don't yeah. care anymore. It's just no. like whatever. Like that's so indicative of college football, right? The people that were excited to be there got the shit kicked out of them. The people that were like, whatever, win by 30, whatever, move on. But yeah, that was what it was. Good stuff. Yeah, it was. Um, 
I don't know. I don't want to be negative. It was a hell of a year, but that was like, damn. Like, it was a bad could, end. Could we have just, yeah, a little bit. So what? Uh, uh, yeah. I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the quarterback situation. And mm-hmm. if, you know, predictions are obviously dumb, but sure. a whole <laughs> what's year, your prediction? The, well, the whole year, I, I'm gonna kind of try and twist it a little bit. The whole year, it was like these guys are selfless. This is why we're having success. Mm-hmm. Yada yada yada, and that could that is probably very true. Like hundred percent. Right. Like it had to work if that had to work or if it, it works. So that had to be true. Yeah. But years change, now. months change, agendas right. change, like goals change. Like, is that yeah. going to be able to work again? Uh, n- not like that. No, I don't think it'll work exactly like that. You know, I mean, like as someone who, you know, Stu, you would know this better than anybody. As someone who lived the experience of going from team to team in a college environment, it's never the same. One team, the next team, everything is different. Everything is different. So you're 100% right. When the calendar changed, when that season ended, everything in that dynamic changed. It went from J.J. McCarthy pushing Cade McNamara every day behind him, Cade McNamara preparing J.J. McCarthy behind him, working together, and now they're like, they're going to compete. And like, you know, Harbaugh's doing his little song song and dance right now, but if and when he comes back, you know, they're gonna they're gonna have a cage match, as he likes to say. I mean, that's what's gonna happen, and um, one of them's gonna win, and one of them's not. I think that's how it's gonna play out. If they try to do it where they share it, I you know again that is gonna be a challenge. I don't know if that's gonna work because, as you saw in that bowl game, you know, McCarthy's not gonna sit there. I don't think and wait. And you know, I I don't think McNamara was too thrilled with being pulled. So, yeah, I think both guys are gonna rise to it, and somebody's gonna win it. That's what I think is gonna happen here. Like I'm just picturing, but I I, like, even if like my best friend in the world or like if my brother was a starting quarterback in front of me and he has that bowl game against Georgia, I'm McCarthy. And I'm like, Oh, I think I could have done better. (laughs) It's that's just natural. That's just, they're going to go at it. Yeah. I mean, like I think that they knew it all year. I think that they're a different, you know, like Harbaugh likes those two a lot because they're a little bit like him and that they're kind of crazy um <laughs> which and all that which, which right but may make it work <laughs> which may make it work but like i do think that everyone sort of understood that that was a pretty unique situation that they were able to pull off and to expect that to work again that way would be foolish you know i think so you're gonna have yeah. to find a way to evolve that into something uh one way or the other and that's just how the game works now you know like that's if you want to recruit like that you know <laughs> that's how it goes so yeah yeah i guess you, you can kind of get away with it in college a little bit more but yeah the good right, thing I'll, is everyone's going to take it in stride, in stride, yeah, and and not, you no know, mistakes will be made. Not obsess <laughs> every day in July about who's going to be the the starting. Well, uh, I told Brandon if, of course, you know, Harbaugh will just shut spring off and be like, we're canceling everything. You guys can't see anything. That's what, I do. <laughs> and we just won't see anything until like August. <laughs> if that's what, yeah, if, you know, like that's how I would expect it to go. Yeah, there's a lightning storm in the spring game. We're canceling it. Sorry, you guys can't see anything. Mm-hmm. And we just won't until August. I could be wrong. But. Yeah, but then you know what happens, baby. That's when it's going to be. I'm hearing from camp. Yeah, right. <laughs> so and so, McNamara <laughs> looks. Like, McNamara looks like uh, camp you know, Tom Brady out there. Oh, Is there anything okay. worse than camp thoughts? Or Hold on. Yeah. Well, who is that? Uh, football has it worse than basketball. And Nick, I know you've experienced. Oh, it's insane. Like, the there's some insider. And he's like a, oh my a God. in Grand Rapids and he knows everything. And it's like, and then you, he like, he's like not a cool or nice guy, but then he'll have like his camp of people that support him and be like, yo, 
Jeff over here has never been wrong. Just listen to him. And it's like, what is going on? Yeah, never been wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, I feel, feel like, like this guy's a perfectly sane person, but in this part of his life, for some reason, he's going to believe this lunatic. Okay, got it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I you tell know. you, I'm here. I'm hearing this backup guard. This guy. Coming yeah. along. <laughs> he's coming along nicely. Rich is turning. <laughs> Rich is turning. They're going to have a lot of talent next year. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. And they're going to be what? Preseason number. Hey, if everybody's three. back and, you know, all this. Yeah, they'll be top ten for sure. I would think. And they're going to lose how many guys to the N- to the NFL? I mean, they'll lose some. You, you lose Hutchinson. You lose Ojabo. I think how many draft probably... picks total, including like oh, graduating uh, guys? I don't know, like five, six. Oh, okay, nothing crazy. Draft picks? Yeah, something like that. I don't think it's too much more. I wouldn't think it would be terribly. But they have a lot of young guys who played a ton. So like that's the a ton of young guys played a lot this year. So I think that'll help them quite a bit. Yeah. Again, expectations will be sky high. Yeah, they'll be very high. I don't know if they'll be able to reach those, but yeah. Yeah. Who's going to be the head coach, Nick? (laughs) Uh, You. (laughs) (laughs) I think it'll be Jim Harbaugh, but I guess, you know, I mean, hey, I don't Uh don't speak for him. I don't pretend to know. I'll be like senior water boy for the wide receiver coach for like however much they're paying those guys. (laughs) I just want everyone to know that. I'm pretty sure that's six figures at Michigan. At least. And I keep Good. getting I keep getting emails to donate to Michigan. I'm like, stop, <laughs> no. yeah. stop. I'm not doing it. Yeah, not happening. I just I don't get it. Not, not unless it. you can get some retroactive NIL juice. Exactly. <laughs> <Don't even laughs> in blood. Yeah. Uh, all right, all right. I'm gonna end it here. I want to talk some podcast stuff because I just saw a comment on a, a website that will go unnamed. It was in the comments section. <laughs> Always fun. God. But basically it called me uh, more immature than a high schooler. And I got a real wow. kick out of that one. Yeah, that was big. I, that, that, that was real love for me. Yeah. So then I went through your guys' comments section on the Beat podcast. <laughs> and I wanted to read off. <laughs> I wanted to get your reactions. I got about, I got about four, possibly right. five, okay? So we got some good uh-huh. ones. Let's do some quick reactions, okay? <laughs> All right, let's do it. Okay, like Nick, the, the first one's for you, okay? This is a three-star okay. three star review. Oh, Jesus, three stars. Okay. Great, great content. Okay, good start. Yeah. But the right. pointless, annoying, inexplicably laughing from Nick makes some episodes <laughs> unlistenable. I mean, like, that's just part of what you're going to have to deal with, folks. I'm Listen, I think, I think that speaks to uh, story of my your life. hilarious co-host. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Not giving you too much credit. <laughs> For a stand-up comedy routine? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Story of my life. Okay. Three stars. This one's a four-star. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. This one's a four-star, and it was glowing. It was a glowing review. It was like, they loved it. Very nice, but I don't know why it was only four stars, but they really liked it. Listen, every week. But they had to add this about BQ. It should be noted that BQ knows nothing about football. I mean, nothing. But he's upfront about that. And he just wanted- <laughs> He wanted he wanted potential listeners to know that. It should be noted. At least he's not lying about it, but I'm gonna note it right here in this section. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I love it. Listen, there is there's nothing worse than the guy faking it, man. Like That's you true. when it, that, that they just that sound preposterous. Yeah. Like, and I watch a lot of football. I enjoy the game. Like I know enough. Yeah. But like I'm not gonna pretend for you know the biggest problem with me with covering college football, why I could never do it. 
I can't remember all these guys. There's way There's too many players. Yeah, right. There's way too many people. I don't, I don't <laughs> care about too much going on. Like basketball is where it's at, man. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I've heard of a lot less to focus on. I've heard of football coaches just call guys by number because they don't remember their names. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like usually how all college football programs like collapse when the coaches lost all relationships with the team and it only knows like seven guys on the team. It's and it's like, well, this point. team sucks, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's inevitable at some point. Good point. See, I was under the impression that uh, – um, my just complete obliviousness was part of the charm of the show. I'm, I'm yeah, a, right. I, I, I think that's what he was noted. Well, <laughs> I will say you guys have 4.7 out of 5, and people do find it charming. Good. So it's, Stu, it we, a- we once had an hour-long show where Nick only explained to me how offensive lines work. It was the, That yeah. was the entire show. You know what? I bet people <laughs> loved it. We actually got good feedback on that. It was like we mm-hmm. did – how the offensive line works and how I watch football. It was just like yeah. what I look for or whatever. Like, this was, was pandemic fun. content. We had nothing else to talk about. But hey, man, that, people... that's, how we, that's how we try to write sometimes. It's like, you know, we're learning about this stuff the same as yeah. anybody else. Yeah. Um, that's what my advice usually with younger writers these days, where it's like, you've got to learn about the game. Like, if you don't know what you're talking about, you are, you're an idiot. <laughs> I mean, it's not, you better have something else. Yeah. Right. right? Like, I don't. And know. be open and honest about it. Absolutely. Like, if you're just acting you, like you know right. everything, you're just going to sound like and people an will asshole. Tell you great stuff. Yeah. Right. Oh, you know, I, got a, I got a few indie star <laughs> writers I know that do that. It's so annoying. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I think you know who I'm talking about. Uh, okay. Next. I got This is a very good one. Okay. It's three stars, which is, I don't know how you guys got three. It's the, t- the title of it says flawed. Okay. Flawed. Okay. How flawed. stupid is it to have a podcast where half the time is spent talking about a team your audience hates? RPM was a far superior product, and I still don't understand why they got rid of it. Baumgartner. I don't excellent. either on that one. Baumgartner. <laughs> Baumgartner is excellent. Probably one of the best college football writers in the country. But Quinn is Ooh. a disaster. Oh, no. Alternating between. <laughs> Dumbfounded ignoramus and braying donkey. I cannot sanction his buffoonery. I listen what? because I feel like I have to, not because I want to. Hey, that's hey, a just, guy with this guy right su- here. Su- subscribe <laughs> to the athletic, bro. Thanks, yeah. man. Hey, your your ad dollar is the same whether you like me or not. I don't really don't care. All good. All good. We got five-star reviews in there, don't we? I hope a buffoon. I, I feel like if you're oh, they're all five stars. I just had to pick out yeah. some good ones. <laughs> But I feel like really if you're stuff. liked by everyone, you're just boring. That's true. I agree. You gotta have some. I would agree with that. Like, what's yeah, the point true. of life trying to go through being? I, and I often feel like the people that dislike us, like I probably wouldn't like that person in real life anyway, so I don't care. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and they know it too. And they know it. They, they, they yeah. know it every time. They know it. I quit. And it just uh, kills them. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they go back. Yeah. It's just like. Oh. That's, that's your problem, not mine. Wait, so I, Stu, Stu, I thought that you were just a beloved podcaster. I assumed yeah. as much. I mean, you're like, are you getting hate, Stu? I get. I did not yeah. know you were getting hate for no, what? I don't. I mean, I don't get hate on the regular, but there's definitely like, you know, I, I will talk about like Michigan and tradition and some of the mm-hmm. things that I don't like or I find flawed in some some areas, and then it's like I have just you know burnt <laughs> down their childhood house. <laughs> and it's like i think you guys should maybe i mean i don't want to be arrogant but it's like i'm giving you a true perspective i'm not like bullshitting you or fluffing it up or trying to like say something crazy like i'm giving you a real thought and yeah i have my biases and my 
insecurities that come to every thought that I say, just like everybody else. But like, I'm not trying to get out here and I, I mean, right. I'm not Skip Bayless. I don't have like, I'm not making a bunch of money doing this. Like, I'm not trying to like make a career. Like, I'm just giving my opinion. And you just lose your There's mind. always going to be that segment of folks who just want to be told that their team is special and that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And especially when it's coming from one of their heroes, which is, which is you. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, I'm right. hard. <laughs> I haven't been a hero in a, in a while. Good man. You're, out, you're, you're out here telling the fan base <laughs> that there's yeah. no Santa Claus for God's sake. Still. Sometimes it feels like that, but no, it's not overall that bad. And I am not that cynical, but mm. uh, I mean, if I would have done this podcast at like 23, I would have yeah, been, been a little different. more. That would have been fun. You should have done that. That would have been spicy. That would have been great. That would have been some, yeah. yeah, some hangover there for sure. I would, yeah, I would, right. have, been, I would have been tuning in from that yeah. bar in Chattanooga. I would have had to, had my Walkman out. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> hey, if they would have paid me, if they're like, hey, Stuart, come on the Big Ten Network and you got a cushy job and you can say whatever you want, I would have, I would have done it. But that's not what this is. Yeah. Actually, that's not true. I still wouldn't have done it. I can't, yeah, I cannot be like that. It's just impossible. You can't keep that up. You can do it once, but yeah, not you do it once and you're like, I feel gross. <laughs> I feel super <laughs> gross. <laughs> sometimes, it, some, sometimes it works the opposite. We're like, you'll go on and you're so buttoned up. Like when we were taught how to speak to the media. Oh God, yeah. And I would say things and I'm like, I didn't mean a damn word I just said to Nick. Like it didn't, I didn't. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, right. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't say anything. And that's some things that, that you definitely don't want to say, but like you still go like walk away. Like, Oh, I was, I am not myself. It feels weird. Yeah. Mm. That was mm. a complete lie. Yeah. <laughs> it goes. That's always the best. So when like, we you, know, they, tell. Don't worry. when you would be, uh, or, or, you know, guys would uh, be or when they, you know, them from freshman year on oh, and yeah. then they're, and then they're upperclassmen, right. You have that an actual rapport, you have a real relationship and you can kind of have a conversation and you know, you know, no one's going to get burned for, you know, if right. you, Unless you unless you want it out there, right? right. One yeah. of those types of deals. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like that's that's kind of what's missing. That's a lot of what's missing in this current era that we're dealing dynamic, with. Yeah. That there's you know there's no access. There's no real conversations. No one sees each other. No one talks like you know kind of people used to. And all that's gone, man. It's yeah. it's not it's not great. It's it no. makes the job much not only harder but. Um, less you feel uh, less connected to to a lot it is like it's like that there's just that wall you know where you just feel like you're you're coming from a place where you can't quite have the level of confidence of knowing what you know you know what i mean Uh, and uh that's a bummer for sure it seems like you're gonna have to rebuild those all over again maybe not well if the schools let us in that's that's tbd (laughs) in a big way yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, that's gonna take a long time, especially when they gotten used to not letting people in. And it's like, there well, you go. This is what we've been doing, yeah, and so. are thoroughly enjoying this. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Some, some of these folks. My experience is, if they take something away, they don't ever give it back. That's what I've always told everyone for years, and it usually has a very good point. Usually holds up. Yeah, I have another uh, good vivid memory in that <laughs> sort of realm, uh, sort of a, a you know a shoulder dropper, and it was my senior year. And I think we, it was before the Michigan State game or right after we beat them at home. I don't remember which one, but we were outside in Chrysler, like right behind the North basket and huddled around. And somebody asked me a question like, you know, yeah, we just won. Like, you guys just won. Like, how, what does this mean for the season? 
and something you know like big like it was like so i was supposed yeah. to give a big answer and i was like you guys are gonna hate me but like it's <laughs> in game and like i think i remember like nick's face like turning Ooh. down and like <laughs> schneider schneider like rolling his eyes and like people like oh, we shouldn't have asked come on this question. Super like, yeah, we my man i gotta i gotta write something in 20 minutes and i need yeah, you right. to just That's give one good quote for me to one turn this thing around yeah no. yeah <laughs> Uh, it was, it we got it from funny. someone. We probably got it from like uh, Novak. Probably gave it to us, or whoever else was on that team that was young. Tim. Oh well, Timmy, Timmy, Timmy would give some good stuff. Tim, Tim would do it. Yeah, yeah. He would give you like just the the. Yeah, we probably got it from Tim. Yeah, yeah. Stu. What, what was what was worse, that or uh, the experience of never having reporters in your post game locker room all year long until. You lose in the NCAA tournament, and then you turn around, and suddenly there's a flood of reporters walking into your locker room. They did. Beeline shut it off after Stu graduated. Oh, you guys had yeah locker one. room. At, uh, it was it was awesome. What a what a awesome. time to be alive. Yeah. It was, was I loved it. One. I felt yeah, like I was great. an NBA player. I was like, this is right. great. They all liked it. Everybody, <laughs> yeah, I think right. Everybody it seemed was, to like it. Nobody cared like. There were you know, there a couple was days where some sucked, guys but, you know, didn't like, like yeah. some other guy for what they wrote, but it's like, right. I don't know, grow up. Like you didn't play well, well the last game or something. Yeah. I don't know. You know, there's some right. certain people, but like everybody was great and it was fun. It like, it like added to the atmosphere of like, you know, what you pictured yourself as a kid playing basketball and like mm-hmm. right, the other stuff. And like that rolled right into the whole big picture part of it. And like, I don't know, it was cool. I was upset to hear that, that, and, yeah, it was and right after like you guys. Teams are doing that more. I don't know. They brought all those freshmen in, and they were like, "Yeah, that's enough of that." <laughs> I <was> like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think there was definitely. I mean, like Coach K and the freshmen. Uh-huh. Like, I think Beeline definitely has a lot of that as well. So that's that what changed probably, it. Yeah, yeah. And then Juwan just doesn't care. I don't think one way or the other. Are they back? Yeah, open? I mean, it would be no. I mean, well, well, well not the, to COVID. Yeah, right. Yeah. In year one, though, that was not open. Yeah. Um. That was, you know, non-pandemic situation. But I, I always just find it funny, these, you know, teams that have these this buttoned-up access, and then when you get to the most important games of the year in the NCAA oh, tournament, yeah. suddenly yeah. these guys are surrounded, and you just see these dudes are like, what the hell's going on? Where are all these people yeah. coming from? You're like, yeah. well, maybe if you prepared these guys That's during the year, it wouldn't be total yeah. shell shock when, <laughs> when right get to the biggest stage. And to that point, like, it could be extreme, but, like, you're teaching your young college kids, these teenagers, like, how to deal with other people. And yeah, that's a huge part of it, how to, how to talk to other people, how to talk to other people in public, especially if you want to have NBA guys. Like, right. Yeah. Yes. Get them, get them right. And it's not – I mean, what is a kid going to say? Like, uh, F Bingham? Like, okay, whatever. Like, what's that going to cause? It's going to cause <laughs> – guys to be more into it i don't know like well, it's not really a big deal otherwise unless he's like coming out and talking crap about juan but everybody loves juan like nothing right, bad is right. really gonna come and this is not a, a slight on juan like at all sure um but yeah i think overall like it is very good for for kids to to do that because i play with a lot of guys that just you know in myself as well like you just learn how to talk to people and that you've been in the yeah. experiences you never had and it opens up you for other occasions like i told people like I'm, I've gone to this job hunt and I am a very introverted person but I have perfected the art of small talk and it has helped me it's <laughs> yeah, helped me too. beyond belief in the job hunt and what I you know in and I think going into you know my job so yeah it is a huge crucial part of being a human being like if you, if you want to I deal agree. with other people it is massive so I, I agree know. with that good point 
Yeah, well said. Brandon's not very good at that, though. <laughs> I'm not good at small talk. Maybe you are. I don't know. Probably. I don't. I don't, I don't know if I'm. Brandon goes big, <laughs> quick. He, he, he goes <laughs> right into it. <laughs> Get right to the point. One of the all timers was the, in 2000. Oh shit! What would that have been? Uh, 18, 17, 18. The year uh, when all hell broke loose up at Michigan State, like. Cassius Winston, who was a sophomore at the time, ended up being like the spokesman for the like entire program and the athletic oh, department. Yeah. Like in po- he was unbelievable. Like he was so well, like yeah, so well that? thought out in everything that he said. And you know, me- meanwhile, you know, Izzo just was not handling it well at all on the podium. <laughs> and like any game, you're just like, holy hell, what is going on right now? Yeah. And then you go talk to Cassius and you'd just be like, this guy is going to be like the mayor of the mayor of Detroit or like the governor yeah. of Michigan. It's, it's unbelievable, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, he, he's, he was an all-timer, man. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah. You, you, uh, you would have missed out on that. That would have been sad. Exactly. Exactly. And so would have Michigan state. Yeah. No. Yeah. Cause they needed any help. They could <laughs> yeah. so right. What's your pick for uh Saturday, Stu? I got, let's, you know, I am a, uh, Terrible, better. Let's check the spread. Oh, they don't even. It, uh, oh, they, they, that is not up. Okay. 36 hours away. Ken Palm has it as Michigan, uh, Michigan by two. Really? Yes. Is that at home? At home. So, like, Michigan by the – Michigan's metrics are still pretty oh, good, okay. all things considered. You're, the thing is, you're going to know in the first eight minutes. Roughly, yeah, roughly four. That's fair. Um, but I, I will say, yeah, I could I could go with Michigan by two. I mean, they're they're right there. It's plausible to beat this team, no matter no matter what happens. And if you get guys back, who knows? So hmm. stranger but things. I, I will I, I I would be more comfortable saying this. To, they play them again, right? Later, I would be more comfortable the second. Uh, time. January 29th, but that one's in East Lansing. Yeah, let's go. Quick. Let's go, Michigan by two. I like that. I'm gonna stay positive. There you okay. go. Fair. All right. Fellas, this was awesome as <laughs> yeah, always. Good, good time to wrap this up. Nick and I have to go hop on another. Well, we call. do actually, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's, it's at five o'clock. We uh, <laughs> Nick and I have been sold like the whores we are. <laughs> <laughs> without without our consent, we're gonna keep that in the podcast. Right. <laughs> Ray, 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 the producer. Well, that'll be his discretion. <laughs> All right, guys. Yep. We'll, we'll have to do a, another <laughs> one of these soon enough. Yeah, man. This is fun. All right. You got it, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, dude.